surgeons keep our hearts beating. They do the amazing, help save lives, and so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give Grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day. Every plasma donation helps more than you know. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and be rewarded for your generosity. Hello and welcome to Let's Talk About It. I am your host, Taylor, and today I am so freaking excited to talk to this guest. Um, you guys likely follow her on Instagram, Alex L. She is a author and wellness consultant who actually lives in Washington, D.C. Uh, with her husband and her almost now three children. Um, writing actually came into her life by way of therapy and the exploration of healing through journaling. Um, Alex teaches workshops and retreats that really center around assisting others in finding their voices through storytelling and poetry and narrative writing, all rooted in truth without shame. Her mission is to build community and self-care practices through literature and language. And I am so ecstatic to talk to her, honestly. She also hosts um, the Hey Girl podcast, which was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. And her words just speak so much to my heart and my soul and just like feeds my brain. It is all just absolutely wonderful. Um, Her Instagram is at Alex underscore L. That's E-L-L-E. And before we get talking with Alex here, I would really love to share with you guys some of her affirmations and pieces that I have found from her Instagram. So I'm going to share a few of those with you guys now. Self-care encouraged me to stop settling. The more you settle, the more you shrink. Resist the urge to compromise your joy for the comfort of what you think others want, need, and expect from you. I can't be everything to everyone if I'm nothing to myself. Be gentle with your healing. Start over as many times as you need to. Before you settle, remember your worth. Before you stay longer than you should, look at what you can gain by walking away. Before you decide you're not deserving of more, remember that you are. I am working through my mess. I am sorting out my life. I am finding my peace. I am deserving of emotionally clean spaces. Everyone you love won't have the emotional capacity to reciprocate. Allow that to be a lesson in holding space for both grief and gratitude. I could really keep going, guys, but I'm going to stop there. (laughs) Uh, She has so many just amazing pieces of work that speak so much to vulnerability, to self-care. And it's just so honest. It's so authentic and is is nurturing in and of of itself. Um, So I really hope that you guys check out her work and... I'm, you know, I recently actually just did a a belated birthday post for myself and and in that spoke a little bit to, you know, caring so much for others and kind of leaving myself out of that and realizing that, you know, I need that care both for myself and um, from other people too. 
And a lot of her work kind of reminds me to, you know, hold myself accountable and to make sure that I am putting into myself. Um, so we'll definitely talk some more about these affirmations with her. And uh, I'm really looking forward to this conversation with her. So without any further ado, we should get on this call. So here we go. Welcome, Alex, to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Really excited to kind of touch on some of your work with your writing and really just kind of get some of your take on how you nurture your self-care. I've followed you for a while now and absolutely love the work that you do and it is so needed. So I just want to say thank you for sharing your heart and your life and your soul with us, how you do. Thank you so much. I appreciate you even thinking of me for the show. It's always cool to be on the other side of the mic. Mm -hmm. Um, So thanks so much. Yeah. And part, I mean, I'm curious too, what kind of inspired you to want to start your podcast, Hey Girl? Hey Girl just started on a whim and a big part of what I do and in my writing practice, specifically as an author, is try to cultivate community in as many ways as I can. Mm -hmm. And that the show was just a different way to kind of reach folks and bring women together specifically to share their stories um, near and far. So that's how Hey Girl kind of came to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely like a little bit of an extension from the community that you've developed on Instagram. And one thing, you know, as I just kind of do my my stalking research on all my guests, um, <laughs> came to find that uh, writing kind of came into your life through going to therapy and kind of exploring healing through journaling and people always kind of ask, oh, I've tried to get into journaling, but just like can't do it. And, you know, I know it's helpful to do. And so I'm curious if you can kind of share a little bit more about this writing journey through therapy and healing. So it's interesting because I never set out to be an author. I didn't set out to write books for a living. In college, I was a journalism major, but I really wasn't um, prepared to be someone who shared their personal story anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I started um, going to therapy when I was, I want to say around 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. And then I revisited it again when I was um, probably 18 or 19. And the therapist I had in my late teens was this phenomenal woman who gave me this emotional toolbox and writing was in that toolbox. And that's really how I started to explore my voice in a way that was healing um, and nurturing to the things that I had been through, um, leaning into my story a little bit more mm-hmm. and trying to figure out what exactly that story was. And um, that's really the pathway of mm-hmm. how writing about self-care and processing and growth and change and everything else in between um, started. My therapist was amazing and I give her all the credit for getting me to put pen to paper in a more personal way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So before we continue, I just want to share a great resource that I really hope that my listeners take advantage of. Um, And it's something I've shared on the podcast before, but I just want to share again uh, that BetterHelp is online counseling that if you are looking for a licensed professional counselor um, who 
you can speak to on the phone and secure video sessions um, if you have a really busy schedule um, and are looking for someone to connect with and receive some help that I highly recommend using BetterHelp. Um, it's affordable and it's not a crisis line. I repeat, it is not a crisis line. So this is for seeking professional counseling. They're available worldwide. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. Um, You can do it on your desktop, on your phone. Uh, You can schedule the video on phone sessions that remain confidential. It's secure. Um, And you can just start to get help at your own time, at your own pace. So I want to offer you guys um, a discount code and make it even more affordable. So let's talk about it, listeners. We'll get 10% off your first month with discount code TALKABOUTIT. And that's your first month. You could get four sessions in, one a week um, for 10% off with the code TALKABOUTIT. Um, you can get started today if you go to betterhelp.com slash TALKABOUTIT and you can use um, that code TALKABOUTIT. So I really hope you guys take advantage of this if this is something that you are looking for, ready to get help um, and just you fill out a simple questionnaire to help them assess your needs and then you get matched with a counselor. So I wish you guys the best of luck in your counseling better help journey and I hope you guys enjoy this resource and now we can kind of get back to the show. A lot of people that I that I speak to and also that write me on Instagram have kind of gone to therapy once, but then it didn't really work out. And then they're really scared to kind of go back. Um, and I'm curious what that process was like for you going from when you were 12, 13, to, you know, at, I'm assuming at that point in your life, you know, that's something that was encouraged by other people. And then kind of in your later teens, um, maybe perhaps having more voluntary input in that. So when I went as a younger kid, um, it was it was because I was a really sad kid, and that just kind of transitioned into being a sad young adult. And mm-hmm. both of those times, I recall wanting help, mm-hmm. um, and my mom, my parents weren't equipped to give me that help. They weren't equipped to be that neutral party when people are so close to the situation or to the person. It can be challenging to separate ourselves from the trauma and the hurt and the pain that a person is going through. Mm -hmm. So when I was able to make the decision as a 18, 19 year old to go, you're right. It was more voluntary and I had a lot of say in the process. And also I was able to be in the room, you know, truly by myself, not have a parent check in at the end. It was just a different experience and one that taught me how to trust an outsider with my story and someone who was a neutral party who wasn't going to judge me or shame me. And also they were going to give me the tools that I needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's, you know, an important part of therapy that not everyone totally gets is that it is a tool to learn how to help yourself and that, you know, therapists aren't always there to just kind of give you answers and give you advice on things, but um, providing you the assistance and the guidance to understand these different tools and and ways to cope with life. Um, Is therapy a part of your self-care currently? 
Right now, I do have a therapist, um, and I found her a couple of months ago, actually. What called me back to therapy was the ability to really name what I needed as an adult woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so her her practice is walk and talk therapy. So we get to mm-hmm. go outside when it's not, you know, too hot. Um, and we that. walk and we, talk and we have therapy. And it's just amazing. It's so out of the ordinary from just sitting on a couch and having a practitioner in front of you and you kind of spilling your guts mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, in an office, in an office setting, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's more like two women catching up and one has a little more wisdom than the other, plus the professional expertise mm-hmm. to kind of help the other navigate yeah. through the issues and, and things like that. I love that so much. I have never heard of anyone doing that. I've heard of people, you know, doing counseling outside of the office, like in more kind of crisis situations, but I might have to do some walk and talk therapy myself because that sounds so enjoyable. (laughs) I'm like, I do walk and talk therapy with my friends all the time. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Think of it that way, but with a a licensed professional to be like, hey, Mm -hmm. here's here's a tool for you right now. So yeah. Yeah. Um, And one of the things that I had been wanting to ask you, just being a follower of yours and being in a way gravitating towards your words, um, was kind of who who inspires you, which I always feel like is a really cheesy question, but a lot of the words you use and and almost kind of your outlook on things too with talking about self-care and talking about vulnerability and and finding that courage in yourself and to not shrink down and and all these things and uh standing your ground all of that it it gives me such like a Brené Brown feeling that I that I love and I, so it made me think like oh I wonder who inspires her and I wonder who you know she looks to and um I'm sure maybe your therapists play a part in this too but uh, yeah, I was curious, like who who has been a voice uh, that you've liked? So as of late, it has been Brene Brown, Oprah, Maya Angelou, Audre Lorde, um, Bell Hooks, um, my spiritual teacher, Yasmin Cheyenne, um, mm. one of my therapist friends, Lisa um, Oliveira. She's amazing. Um, but really, my journey has inspired the way I move through the world. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's awesome that other people are um, leaning deeper into their self-care practice and, and looking to people to maybe give their voices um, some light. Mm-hmm. I just found out about Brene Brown about two or three years ago. And when I did, when I first watched her TED talk, I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like she's literally saying what I've just started saying. Yeah. And she has way more time in than me and amazing. Yeah. Um, so I think as magical as those women that I named are, I think what's really important about each of our stories and voices is that they're extremely unique mm-hmm. and, um, and they're also, you know, changing the world in a really impactful way. I think something too that about social media is that the word self-care is so kind of trendy now. Mm-hmm. And I've actually tried to step away from using self-care and start just expanding what I mean when I say taking care of myself and mm-hmm. like what that looks like, like self-care beyond the bath or beyond the latte. And, yes. you know, just yes. really like how are we pouring into ourselves mm-hmm. and how are we showing up big in the world? And um, 
I don't know. It's it's an interesting place to navigate, especially when self-care is rooted in consumerism and mm-hmm. like retail companies are using it to sell jeans yeah. and all types of like wild things. But yes. voices like Oprah's and Brene Brown's and Ma- the Maya Angelou's and the Rachel Cargyle's like those women, like we're really coming together, even though we don't know one another and mm-hmm. trying to change the narrative in what taking care means and what showing up and being accountable means. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know if I answered your question, but I don't really mm-hmm. look to anyone in particular for inspiration. I really look at my own story and how I can be more self-aware every day and how mm-hmm. I can continue to hold myself accountable for my past, my mistakes, my shortcomings and everything else in between. Yeah. All right. Before we continue, I want to share a new sponsor for the pod who I've been loving and I'm excited to share them with you guys. So if you brush your teeth every day, like you're supposed to (laughs) twice a day, you even floss like me, I floss every night, but sometimes you know, there's another level of oral care. And with ARC, you can remove stains that lie beneath the surface of your smile. ARC is a new way to achieve professional level teeth whitening at home for just 30 minutes a day. Each ARC treatment includes dentist approved enamel safe whitening strips that adhere to your upper and lower teeth along with ARC blue light technology. And the blue light mouthpiece uh, arcs around your entire smile delivering targeted blue light energy to help weaken set in stains below the enamel surface, making your treatment more effective than just strips alone. Art can even help you reveal a smile that's 50 times whiter than a leading whitening toothpaste, and they offer satisfaction guaranteed. And to help our listeners get a whiter, brighter smile, Arc is offering $15 off your purchase of a blue light kit when you visit arcsmile.com and use promo code TALK at checkout. So go to ARCSMILE.com. Dot com and use promo code TALK for $15 off your blue light whitening kit. Again, that's arcsmile.com, promo code TALK. Enjoy, guys. And now we can get back to the show. Honestly, when I, when I do read your work, part of me just thinks like, wow, like she either at first I'm like, you know, okay, does she have a background in some kind of like mental health counseling or what? And then the other part of me is just like, she is hella self-aware, like being able to, you know, put these words out there for everyone in a way they are a reflection at times, it seems, of of where you're at and what you're reflecting on and, and your awareness with where you're at, but also like self-compassion and, and what you share with friends and with family and it is it is so unique and and each of us do have our own unique kind of story um and one of the things i i love that you've you know i i feel like multiple times you've you've mentioned this on your page but of kind of remembering that like a to be kind with yourself and and in your healing but that also like you can kind of start over as many times as you need when it comes to your healing and reminding people that that's not like a linear experience and i think a lot of what you speak to is this notion of, of self-compassion kind of combined with that self-care or taking care of oneself. Would you agree with that? And, and if so, could you touch on that a little bit? Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. And, you know, I've 
I mean, I'll be 30 in a couple of weeks and I've been through a lot. Um, I had my daughter when I was 18. I was thrown into parenthood mm-hmm. um, and wanting to change as well. So as I sit down and I'm, I've been writing my fourth book, a collection of essays about the lessons I've learned in life so far as an almost 30 year old woman who will yeah. continue to learn and hopefully become wise um, as I get older. Mm-hmm. It's extremely important to me that folks, as much as I love Instagram and social media, and I've met some amazing human beings on there, like what are we doing offline to cultivate community and to share stories and to mm-hmm. um, facilitate growth together? And I think a more a bigger part of my work is, of course, is writing the books, but also teaching workshops mm-hmm. and teaching weekend writing retreats on how women can stand in their truth, no matter what their past is. I mean, I'm a young black mother of almost three. I'm Mm -hmm. married, but that wasn't my life six years ago, seven years ago. I had to go through a lot of hell to get to where I am and I had to change Mm -hmm. and I wanted to change and to be the best woman and mother that I could be. That started when I had my oldest daughter, when I turned 18, um, I knew that life had to change and shift. And I knew I had to be a different type of woman in person because I had, I had little eyes on me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as awesome as social media is and sharing bits and pieces of our lives and stories on that platform, what I really take joy in is being able to get hundreds of women together and we are writing our truths and sharing and and really cultivating what company looks like in the midst of all of our trauma and triggers and great moments and healing and coming together. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, it's, it's, it's way bigger than just what's shared on social media for me. Um, it's really what I do in, in my work is really about assisting and facilitating spaces for people to really stand in their own light, in their own truth. And hopefully a snippet of what I was shared on social media and, you know, spark someone to, to take to their journal or mm-hmm. what have you and write their own bit of truth um, without shame or guilt or feeling mm-hmm. or feeling bad about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I I actually literally just yesterday was with a client um, who was sharing some of her anxieties around journaling and that anytime she would start, you know, she would find that so much of just what she would write was just negative about herself. And it just turned into this, you know, really negative piece of shame and um, was really hard for her to to look at journaling as a as a healing experience and i'm i'm wondering what kind of tips or kind of advice you would give to people to actually journal and have that be a healing process without shame like how they leave shame out of that healing i don't you know when I when I teach my students who show up at the workshops, a lot of them are scared and they don't mm-hmm. want to put anything down on yeah. paper. Um, and what I've found is guided journaling prompts mm-hmm. really help people, mm-hmm. even in the most general way. Like, how are you feeling today? Yeah. And I tell them to show up on the page in an honest way. If you feel like crap, you feel like crap, put it down. Shame is a part of the process. We're going to have shameful moments and those still deserve a space on the paper. Those still deserve a space to be explored, even if you're not doing that with a friend or a family member, but with your therapist, or perhaps you're just working through it still on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's it's really important for people to learn that their stories 
even when they really suck and even when their chapter is like the worst it could be at the mm-hmm. moment, it is, it can be a teaching moment. And, and that's not to make it all whimsical and fairy and, and crunchy. No, like it can truly be a teaching moment. Um, even if it breaks us down. So I, I, I think that kind of links back to like the account, the self accountability and the self awareness in the way that we have to learn to trust ourselves that we know how to fix things that are broken Mm -hmm. within us. And if that means you're going to go to a therapist and get help, do it. If that means you're going to take to your journal, do it. If that means you're going to check into a mental health facility to further, you know, try to assist what your, your deepest needs, do it. Like there's no right or wrong way to show up in your healing process. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people are scared because sometimes it's, it's more than just, okay, open your journal and write. But so that doesn't work sometimes. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think that being able to be honest with what, what, with what does work and for whom and in in what ways is extremely important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that there are, you know, a, a lot of different kind of guided journals out there to kind of help people who get stuck in this way. Uh, but you also have one that, that you've done and was hoping you could share a little bit about, you know, how you wrote your um, Today I Affirm journal and, you know, what what's what's kind of in there that people could look out for and find helpful? So my process around the Today I Affirm journal. So I'll start there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to create Today I Aff- I wanted to create Today I Affirm because I was getting a lot of people, students, and clients um, saying, "I just don't know where to start." I just don't know where to start. And I'm kind of that type of writer too. Uh, I'm, I'm only like 20,000 words into a 50,000 word manuscript that, <laughs> that is due in two weeks. And sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I don't know where to start. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so today I affirm, so today I affirm was birthed to be thought starters centered around self care. And. I wanted more people to know that they can write. I get a lot of students and even readers of my books saying, I'm not a writer. I could never do this. And I don't believe that. Um, you may not be a professional writer. Mm-hmm. You may not want to be an author. You may not, you know, want to, I don't know, put your work out on Instagram, but that doesn't mean you're not a writer and that doesn't mean you're not capable. Yeah. That's why today I firm came to be. I wanted people to find a accessible way to access their thoughts centered around how they show up for themselves. And in turn, when we show up for ourselves, we're able to kind of do that better in our relationships mm-hmm. and putting things down on paper can get our clarity in check mm-hmm. is what I like to say. I don't know if I answered the full question. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, definitely. Um, And I think one of the, I I pulled a bunch of like my favorite pieces from you and one that sticks out to me as you're talking about that is that you wrote, I can't be everything to everyone if I am nothing to myself. And I think that is so powerful and it speaks a lot to not only the kind of work that you would do in, in this journal, but also just that work of writing to kind of get in touch with yourself and creating that level of self-awareness of who you are and, you know, how you feel about about yourself and what you're doing for yourself. I'm I'm curious if you can share a little bit just on that on that one piece. I can't be everything to everyone if I'm nothing to myself and where that kind of came from for you. That affirmation in particular came from having a really hard day and not doing what I was supposed to be doing to fill myself up. So being a wife and being a mother 
and a business owner and someone who has to have deadlines and, and has a lot of work mm-hmm. to do, it's easy to, to get all that stuff done and get it done, <clears throat> excuse me, and get it done in a way that's seamless. But then when it's time to fill my cup, it's like, oh, I just, I'll just mm-hmm. wait or I just can't um, or I just don't want yeah. to. I'm too tired. Like all these excuses and being too tired and too busy is not an excuse to not show up for myself. Mm-hmm. So that is where that came from. Um, yeah. Cause it's, it's the truth. Like if I, I am at my wit's end, if I am empty, if I'm depleted, if I'm no good to myself, then there's really, there's a really good mm-hmm. chance that I'm going to have a shitty day as a mother or a shitty day as a partner or a shitty day as a businesswoman. It's going to mm-hmm. be hard. Um, yeah. And I think, I don't think enough people are talking about that mm-hmm. women are socialized to show up for everyone yes. else and yes, not show up for themselves. Like we are taught to make everyone else's plate mm-hmm. and then eat last. We're taught to put everyone else's needs before ours and be last mm-hmm. on the list or not even be on the list, to yep. be honest. So it's like, how do we shift that narrative and change? And the only way I can do that is to hold myself accountable. So all those affirmations that people see on Instagram, um, on the sticky notes or on the ripped up pieces of paper are from my journal. And I have a whole bag full of them. Mm-hmm. And one day I'm going to frame them all and make a collage out of them because it's so, I'm not the only person going through yeah. that. I'm not the only person who, who, who has said that before, yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's just mm-hmm. like, how can we hold ourselves accountable? And that's how I do it by putting sticky notes places I can see them and being like, oh yeah, girl, remember what you remember when you mm-hmm. said that? Remember you have three daughters you're raising, like, yeah remember how you want to show up so that they can see you and you can lead by example. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, literally, as you say all of that, I'm like, yeah, I feel that. I feel that. (laughs) And I don't know how how big into (laughs) like horoscopes and whatnot you are, but I'm also a cancer and, and a woman and a therapist and a partner and all these different things. And so for me, it is, I, I do need to hold myself accountable in that. And I think one thing that can be so difficult about then taking that time to take care of yourself that oftentimes I think people who are just go, 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 giving to everyone and not giving to themselves can get so in that routine and then start to feel like when they do take that time for themselves that it's selfish or that it's um, on the opposite end kind of scary and that they're not ready to face their stuff yet because then that means that they know their stuff they got to work on and and they're not ready to face that yet. And so it's almost easier sometimes to, you know, just continue giving to everyone else and focusing on everyone else's needs because not only do you have that external validation and reinforcement that, you know, that's your duty in a way, but... And then it also becomes this like, yeah, maybe I am a little bit scared to sit in my truth and to even become aware of my truth, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. But yeah, I know that you, as we even talk about this, um, that you do have so many things on your plate and want to just thank you so much for your time. And I know you've got to gotta jet off for an appointment, but super appreciate you kind of lending your reflections and, you know, pieces of, of your heart to this conversation. I know people will definitely find it super helpful and 
very happy for you that you've, you know, found this whole community and that you've been able to help establish this. And through that healing for you, so many other people I think have been able to find their healing. So thank you so much for for sharing that with everyone with your workshops and with your books and with your Instagram. And also, of course, for speaking with me today. Thank you so much for having me, Taylor. It was great. That does it for today's episode, guys, but I highly encourage you to check out the episode notes and check out Alex's Instagram, um, her website where she hosts her workshops, and also uh, the links to some of her books. I think they will be very, very helpful for you guys and just really amazing work to follow if we want to talk about, you know, making sure that the people that you follow on Instagram are, you know, feeding you and making you feel good and helping you learn and not just making you feel crappy and comparing yourself to these unrealistic highlight reels. Uh, then I think this, I think Alex's page is a fantastic one to follow. And yeah, I'm just going to say that does it for today's episode. Thank you guys for sticking it through the whole one. Um, would love to get a iTunes review from you guys. If you haven't had a chance to do that yet, please head on over there and take a second to give us a rating or leave a review and tell us what you're liking about the show. And we'll be back next time to talk about some more great stuff. So I hope you guys have a fantastic week and I'll talk to you next time. podcast is brought to you by Wave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It. Surgeons keep our hearts beating. They do the amazing, help save lives, and so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give Grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day. Every plasma donation helps more than you know. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and be rewarded for your generosity.